So nowadays, companies find it especially hard to keep retention because they're having to deal with rotating employees, keeping retention at a very you know high level to prevent people from leaving the company and finding new ways to innovate and grow. So these are all very intimidating ideas for any organization because out there it's very competitive. Every business has some type of competitor. But in this book, we talk about how to make a dream a reality by profiting by yourself. So in this book, it talks about exactly how to become a solopreneur, as they call it, instead of an entrepreneur. How to stay small, how to limit growth, and set limits on profit and growth. Being really big right off the bat, making a lot of profit is not always the best thing. That could lead to ultimate burnout, and it could lead to essentially a business bigger than what you can run. So essentially in business, there's always an endless loop of consumers wanting to buy more and companies needing to sell more. So for example, one of the examples that the book mentions is Psycho Tactics. And this company was started by an individual named Sean D'Souza. So this individual set their growth limit for $500,000 for their consulting business every year. And if you look at that, you know this restricted them from hiring more employees, which is a good thing. It meant less work on their plate, and it meant more time spent with their family. Now, if you ask me for my personal opinion, $500,000 a year for consulting business, that's a very humble goal. And I believe this person, Sean, could easily shoot for a million, given how much they're already pulling in. But by setting it to that limit, I find that actually highly respectable because they're still trying to fit in time with them, with their family and keep their mental health as a priority. Family and mental health is ultimately above profit in the end. So when you look at a goal, you know you should be able to reach a specific audience and ultimately be a niche. Focus on what the company is good at providing and don't do everything because we all know that when you stretch yourself too thin, it's not a good thing. Essentially, when you try to reach out to everyone in every possible way, you don't have a specific target. Uh, you're pretty much generalized. So the easiest thing to do would be go to your roots and think about exactly what you're good at and focus on that niche and then go from there. So that's that's like saying, would you rather have someone who's good with, um, I mentioned this in my last podcast, like photography, for example, with the $100 startup. However, in this video, let's just say you have someone who's really good with editing any type of photo. But for example, you're in the industry of nature photography. So would you rather have someone who's really good at editing any type of photo or someone who's stellar and their niche is editing nature photography? So you'd want that person who's really good at editing nature photography. It seems pretty obvious. So when you start a company by yourself, essentially nowadays, you know, you can invest a lot into a company right off the bat, you know, oh, you have a big valuation, this sort of thing. However, a lot of people who you know start this company and based on the outline of this book being called the company of one hence one individual is that you're essentially not supposed to invest big upfront smaller profits lead to faster uh, lead less burnout which is smart because an individual person running a business can burn out themselves fairly quick that's why it recommends that you adjust accordingly to organic growth so you can ultimately maintain proper management. Once you, I guess, do too much and you spread yourself too thin, you start to lose control over your own company. 
and that's not good. As the example I mentioned before, Sean with their consulting business, you could see how, from what I read, that they didn't burn themselves out and they led to organic growth and they knew where to cap off their profits or essentially their revenue. So they would have more time for family and their own mental health, which is, like I mentioned before, respectable. <clears throat> so adjust accordingly to organic growth so you can maintain that proper management and keep hands on. We don't like to stigmatize you know, venture capitalists with a lot of these larger startups nowadays where you're basically bound to pleasing investors to scale what we call vertically, where you come up with new ideas that are going to break the niche of a market. However, when you try to scale vertically, it usually doesn't end well a lot of times or most times, um, basically because you're trying to break a niche in the market that could require a lot of either, let's just say if it's technology, requires a whole new idea of technology requires a lot of funding which could lead up into the millions or billions of dollars and that's if you're starting a company like a tech company that's you know trying to break a niche in the market it could go up to that amount so that's why venture capitalists are very stigmatized nowadays because essentially they want a business to scale faster than their growth would allow them to and that's why a lot of startup companies that have venture capitalists usually burn out fairly quick like within the first couple years i'd say three to four years um, they usually burn out so learning to stay small when creating a company brings more free time it brings more income and ultimately independence without the long meetings the forced growth and hiring employees now if that's your goal then that's you know by all means go for it but when you look at it in terms of starting a business by yourself look at what you're capable capable of and obviously don't bite off more than you can chew. If you think about it, you know, if you have a company with a thousand employees, you can go ahead and you know hit up the venture capitalists. But um, if you're just a company of one and you have your own little consulting business, I highly doubt that you'd be able to manage or consult you know hundreds of people just by yourself. You know, I think realistically you'd be able to manage you know a couple people at a time, and those would be regular clients, for example. You know. Um, reliable clients you know very um i would say you know locked in towards your cause you know returning customers as they would call it so that sort of thing but other than that you know this book it pretty much outlines the idea that when you start a company um, fast growth is not necessarily the best thing because you know when you make a dream a reality and you're profiting by yourself it can be great however if you choose to stay small and you limit growth, it can also be more beneficial and be consistent for the long run. You're looking at the bigger picture of not burning out. So that's ultimately crucial. Other than that, hope you guys took something from this podcast. Um, I took a lot from this book, a lot of perspective. So I'm definitely utilizing that. Um, I appreciate all the support and the recommendations, you know, and um, I'm looking forward to the next podcast. Other than that, take care. Stay safe.